You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Smartest Guys in Marketing. Here with your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. Taylor, are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I'm so ready. I just watched the new trailer for Thor come out. I've not, have you I've seen not that? Seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. I wrote so much copy after watching that trailer. Is that going to make us like a million dollars? This is going to make us a billion dollars, dude. It looks actually pretty good. He cuts his hair and he looks, I kind of see myself in him. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I could see that. Oh, cool. What are we talking right, about today? We're, today we're talking about how to speak to your audience correctly. Jedi lessons and copy. That's a good headline, man. Oh, that is so good. That's, that's like a good, that's a good headline. Boy, well, you know how to write a headline. Boy, nobody writes it like I do. All right, so let's jump right in. Are you ready? Yeah, man. Let's do it. I love this. Is one of my favorite topics. Talking about how to. How to write copy and talk to people the right way. And I know it's how to manipulate people into doing exactly what you want them to do. Marketing is about taking advantage of others who are less fortunate than you are. (laughs) I just want to like a real quick disclaimer. We do not believe in manipulating people. We believe in leading people to what's good for them. Yeah. Well, you can lead a horse to water. Well, you can't make a drink, man. You just got to feed that salt. (laughs) Make it thirsty. That's good. My dad right. used to tell me, hold on, I got to tell you the all story. Right, all right, all right. My dad used to tell me, son, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But that's why they make salt blocks. <laughs> I'm never he was trying to teach me wiser. He was trying to teach me about like habits and stuff. And uh, yeah. I think I got it. I picked up on it. Yeah. Marketing is the salt. a pretty good job raising marketing, you. Marketing is the salt block that you use to make mm. people thirsty. The creation of desire. That there's a good word. It's a good word. That's All right, a let's good go. word. Preach go. that, son. If I just need to break out my tambourine right now. <laughs> if, you, All right. if Chris didn't sleep last night, as you guys know, so he's feeling a little, a little trippy. So I'm gonna, my new tropics aren't working today. I'm going to help him out. Cool. So we're going to talk about pillar number one. How do you speak to your audience correctly? What are the actual Jedi lessons in the copy? Pillar number one. Key number one is belief orienting. Boom. Belief orientation. Boom. Man, people are like so amazed right now. So what does that actually mean? You, you want to tell me? Down for us? Okay, I I'll you, tell you. I thought you, you, you were going to ask me about key number one, and then you went out and said it yourself. Well, so I kind of feel like I'm being left in the dust right now. <laughs> Sorry, man. You just want to say it? Okay. I'll yeah, I'll say it. Belief orientation. Yeah, it. Belief, belief orientation. orientation. That's pillar number one. Here's what belief orienting means. So people always want to know how to write copy. They want to know the tactics and they want to know um, what course to take to learn how to write better copy. It's like the million dollar question. And people are so infatuated with the tactical stuff. Like what words should I use? And like what, you know, headlines and blah, blah, blah. But I think getting good at anything is actually about mastering the foundations and mastering really the seemingly low level skills that builds the bedrock for 
the tactics and the things on top. And I think belief, understanding the belief system of your market is one of those foundational skills. And yeah. no matter what you ask me or Chris, everything goes back to understanding what my market feels, what they believe, what they think about certain things. And you can ask, say, hey, Chris, what's the secret of writing good ads? Well, it goes back to really understanding the belief systems. What's the secret to sales? It's understanding how my market believes. It all comes back down to this. This is the bedrock principle. Yeah? Makes right. Sense. You agree? Yeah, totally. So we've decided that there's four things. All right. You guys have a pen and paper? You should be writing this down. Unless Even you're if you're driving, it's worth it. <laughs> it is worth it. This is literally going to change your life. If I was riding a car, <laughs> you okay, if I was man? driving, if let's I was driving my car, let's just all take a minute and pray for Taylor. Dude, I don't know what's happening. I'm just so excited. Four things. Let's write them down. What do they need to believe about themselves? What do they need to believe about their situation? What do they need to believe about you? And what do they need to be believe about your solution? Chris, let's break. You can break these down, starting with themselves. What do they need to believe about themselves? Well, first, they need to believe that they have a disease, Oof. as Mr. Joseph Sugarman would say. A problem. Right? They have to believe they have a problem because they're not going to have any desire for a cure, right? So you got to talk to them about that first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's break this down. Like, let's just give an example. Let's say that someone, and, and some people might be saying, well, that's easy for you guys because you guys help people make money and get more clients. So that's an easy market. Well, no, not necessarily. Um, we run marketing for hair salons, actual health niches, financial markets. Chris personal has done real, real estate, personal development. So let's just break it down for like an example for like, I don't know, a hair salon. Simple. We'll just go like to the, like an easy market. What do you need to communicate to your market? What do you need to tap into for their belief about themselves to get them to come in? Well, first they need to believe that, they look the, ugly. The hair that they, <laughs> the hair that they have right now is causing people to think less of them. Yeah, which is like, oh, well, that's extreme. Well, you don't have to come right out and be like, hey, you didn't get that job interview because your hair is a disaster. You know, you don't have to be that in your face. But your marketing needs to elicit the feeling of, wow, well, maybe I'm not really put together the way that I should be comparatively to the friends that I have around me. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the first step. Uh, step number two about their situation. Break it down. Go ahead. You want me to? Yeah. Okay. What do they need to believe about themselves? They need to believe that they have a problem. What do they need to believe about their situation? They need to believe that their situation can actually improve. Right. So after you get someone to believe that they have a problem, what's the next step? What do we see in our ads all the time? Like it's my favorite comment. And Chris always deletes these comments before I get to them because he's smart. But if I do get to them, I take full advantage. People are like, Oh, uh, 100K a month? Yeah, right, dude. Show us your bank statements. That's not even possible. That is really funny when you do that. <laughs> the other day, someone you was like, it. someone was like, show me, can you send me proof? And I was like, yeah, would you like tax returns or would you, or do you want bank statements? What's your address? I'll mail them to you. <laughs> Something like that. And he was like, LOL. Yeah, you're an idiot. But yeah. for real, people have to believe that it's actually possible to improve their situation. And this is something that you're responsible for educating people on. And in more complicated markets, such as like a financial market or a health market, this is one of the biggest pillars that you have mm. to figure out how to do is, you know, it's easy to show someone that they have an issue. 
but it's not quite as easy to really convince someone that, hey, look, this solution is possible. Yeah. It's actually possible to do this. Right, which leads to the next thing, right? They believe that they have a problem. They believe that their situation can be improved. And so the third thing is they have to believe that you can help them. So how do you actually do that? Right? For them to take action with you, how do you lead them to that decision? Well, what we do is we present a lot of case studies, a lot of proof. And we demonstrate authority through our knowledge and through education. Well, that's our solution. That's step four. <clears throat> step three is what do they have to believe about us personally? That's what I just said. You weren't paying attention. Yeah. No, case studies is really about the solution. Yeah, but I said, what do you have to believe about us? You're over there like playing tic-tac-toe or something. Bro, we, f- we just, we fight all the time, guys. You got to put up with us. I think, but I think you missed the step of like, they need to believe you're not a scam artist too. They have to believe you have trust. That's why authenticity is such a big pillar in our marketing. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 100%. Keep going, bro. 100%, man. You just knocked it out of the park. All right. I like that. So yeah, that's the case. But like, I was going back to the point of when you're talking about financial advisors. Yeah. Right. Like that's like huge. It's like, are they actually doing it? Because like I would, I don't think I'd ever hire a financial advisor unless they were getting ten percent returns with their own money, right? Or fifteen percent returns, and they had more money than us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, that's massive. It'd be like hiring a uh, a personal trainer who weighs four hundred pounds and eating pizza every Friday night. <laughs> yes, wouldn't work. So I got to believe that you're legit. And right. that is a really good, you know, good highlight to talking about authenticity. So many times, and I was talking to a client about this the other day, he's like trying to be so professional that he just seems fake mm. as opposed to being a real person with personality and like just yeah. showing who he really is. People really appreciate that and they can connect with it. And so if you see us, like we screw up all the time, like we break things all the time and somehow we've managed to build a very successful business, right? That's kind of like what we portray, but we are actually really skilled guys. I mean, you might not believe that, but we really are. But I think people really relate to that because we're all flawed and we all like screw up and we all have issues and we all struggle. We just come out and say it. So that's part of our thing. If you don't already know that we're skilled, like you're really dumb. You have like mental issues you need to go get diagnosed for. (laughs) because <laughs> I'll just say that just because we have personality doesn't mean that we don't know what we're doing. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about sophistication because belief and sophistication are two sides of sort of the same coin. So, so far, you know, we're talking about how to, in some cases, understand the belief of the market. And in some cases, hijack the belief of the market because some beliefs, you know, beliefs that your market has are good. You need to amplify them. And some of them are bad and you have to educate people out of it. But uncle Eugene talked about, sophistication levels, right? And there, there are unsophisticated markets and then there are sophisticated markets. And one of the things that we try to hack into when we're writing new advertising copy or if we're doing emails is we almost have like this outer realm of our marketing, mm-hmm. which is like people's first contacts with us, like our ads, things like that. And then we have a, an inner realm, which is like once people get into that, they know who we are sort of, and they don't really mm-hmm. know if we're legit or not. And they've attended a webinar and that's more, that's a different level of sophistication. And then we have like a, a tighter inner ring of like, they've been indoctrinated. They've been on our list for a while. 
And we treat those three layers of people differently. Yeah. All right. You want me to talk awareness. About awareness levels. Awareness levels. So a person on the outside, they're an unsophisticated market. A lot of times they don't even totally know that they have a problem. So it goes back to what Chris was saying about their belief about themselves. Sometimes they don't even know that life could be better, that they have a problem. We have advertising that speaks to these people and it'll feed their own situation back to them in a way that makes them realize that what they currently have is not that good. Yeah. You know, and get them to take the next step. And then we have more sophisticated uh, markets where they know they have a problem, but they don't totally believe that the solution is possible. And then we have yeah. advertising copy for those people. And so those two people are on the outer realm. And then once they get inside and they opt in and they be- become a-, a lead, then our marketing twists just a little bit. And we're not as much trying to prove to them that they have a problem. We're really trying to prove to them that, to them that A, it can get better and B, our solution is really good and it yeah. actually can work for them. So two layers, Brilliant. two different levels of awareness. Yeah. Can I break down just a couple of examples? Like via Absolutely. Can add? So I want um, you to. So one way you could go about it, for example, like how we would do it, is maybe like the outer layer would be how to get clients from Facebook ads. Right? That's pretty believable. Like I can I can get that. And then they move in, and then maybe they only get three clients a month currently. So another way to go with the, the higher level, next level sophistication would be how to get 20 clients a month from Facebook ads, right? And then you go deeper, it's you know how to build a $300,000 a month business with Facebook ads, right? It's like the intensity of it grows and grows and grows. Because when they are connected with us or close to us, they see all of our other stuff, they've seen like our case studies and they've seen us actually educating them on different parts of how we do stuff. It's a lot easier for them to believe us when we say, you know, that you can build a $300,000 a month business off paid ads using Facebook. Make sense? Yes. Cool. What about email? How do we do this with email? Yeah. We have a funnel. We have broadcasts. And our funnel is very much, it's exactly what you're saying. It's, it's really about proving that the solution is possible. It's about case studies different people getting to experience different stories of past clients and everything that went into producing those results. But then once you get through that funnel and at that point, like if you get through that funnel and you don't still feel like the solution is possible and you're just an idiot and I'm trying to get you to unsubscribe. But if you make it through that, then my goal and our goal switches to really just amplifying that belief that we've seeded, that it is possible it's possible for you and your results depend on your timing. Mm. So that's our message. So in our broadcast emails, it's usually like we're going specific into here's what this person did and here's why you need to do something now, preferably to get results. Whereas we're not talking about that in our funnel as much because yeah. we have some people who don't even believe that the solution is possible. So me trying to get them to do something before I prove to them that it's actually going to help their situation doesn't make any sense. Yeah. One thing too, as people get closer and closer to us and they believe 100% that we can help them. The other thing too, that I just want to kind of like add in here and how we help our clients build this in their own businesses is it comes to a place where they believe us so much 
because we've proven it, we have all the elements there, that now they want to qualify themselves. Like they want to sell themselves to us on why we should hire them as a client, right? Yes. That's like another level of intensity where you get so good at this process and communicating with your market, proving that you are super legit, that your clients are like trying to prove themselves and sell themselves to you because they want it so bad. Would you agree? Absolutely. And they'll do this all day long. It's the most amazing all feeling. the time to us. Yeah. And that's, so that's really, something we don't even talk about, but we should talk about like, yeah, that's the best feeling in the world. It flips the script because everybody, when they're working with clients for the majority of people, they're used to, you know, just chasing people and trying to prove themselves to people. But when you use a traffic and funnels method, it just, it totally just flips out on its head. Yeah. Game changer. So that's all we have today. Unless you have anything to add to that. That's how you be a Jedi. One other thing is uh, there are no shortcuts to this. You got to get down and dirty. You got to talk to your market. You got to ask them questions. But we have a process when we take new clients. If they're not totally aware of their market's belief and, and sophistication, we call it the hybrid validation. It basically allows you to hack into this while making money, while monetizing. And um, it's really awesome. Like people freak out about it. And is, that in our, is that in our free gift? No, it ain't in the free gift and it ain't going to be because we paid, we paid too much money to figure this out. So you can, you can work with us if you want that. But the point that I'm trying to make is that there aren't really shortcuts to learning this stuff. You have to do the work, but there are things that you can use to accelerate you and kind of make sure that so many times people are doing too many things. That's really what it comes down to. And so while there's not a shortcut with learning how to write copy, there are a lot of things that are probably on your plate that you could be removed so that you can really accelerate getting good at this. Right. It's one of the biggest returns on investment you could do. Yeah. And we have people that come in, they've been, they've actually been in business many, many years longer than us. And they're stuck at 10 grand a month, 15 grand a month. They come in and we help accelerate them and they get to 50 grand a month, hundred grand a month pretty quick. And that's leading to what we're going to talk about in our next episode. Yes. Tell Which us. is time audits. How, Ooh. why, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Not all action is good action. <sighs> yes. It's good. So how do you know what's, what's good, what's not, what's profitable, what's not profitable? We're going to tell you how we kind of split this up in our own business. And at this point, you know, we've gotten our hourly rate me and you both to like $4,000 per hour. And uh, we want that to go, up. we want to double that. But how do you yeah. get the, How do you get it up to four? Well, we're going to kind of show you, tell you what yeah. we do next episode. Cool. Download the gift, trafficandfunnels.com slash gift. Cool. G-I-F-T. G-I-F-T for Smart Nation. <laughs> See you guys. This is the podcastfactory.com.